I really did, I just want to give you some things today. The Lord's been putting a lot of things in my spirit for a long period of time, uh, of which I couldn't possibly accomplish in one day, one setting. And I'd like to lay out some things of what I feel like the year uh, projected looks like. And I have some thoughts, and, and the Lord's kind of taken me down a path this year that um, it's, it's building off of the, the one before that. And I don't want to share that with you as of yet today, probably in two weeks. I might, maybe next week. I don't know. Don't miss it, though, because I feel like it's what God wants me to, to share with you. I, uh, I'll give you four words that I think that it's uh, is going to be important uh, it's going to take great faith in this next year. Yes, it is. Great faith, uh, not because things are going to be so hard. How many of you know great faith to get good things? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's some things that we want to have great faith. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be important that we go with our shield of faith before us. Uh, the next thing is that of um, fasting. Y'all glad to hear that? Yeah. Thank you for that resounding amen, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, fasting, in fact, I, I want us to consider, uh, as of next Sunday, considering a 21-day fast of some type. Uh, believe me, don't, don't say I'm, you know, some people may say I, I can't really because of my uh, health purposes or anything like that. Uh, I don't know if I could go 21 days, well, you know, if I wanted to go to a gym, I probably wouldn't start out with bench pressing 400. That's right, right, that's right, right. Right? That's right. I work out a little bit to get to it. So there's nothing wrong with fasting and saying, Lord, I'm going to commit this time. I'm going to do this and this and, and maybe build up to it. Uh, but over the 21 days, it's going to be important because I think it lays the groundwork for everything that we're going to see. So faith, fasting, first fruits is going to be important. We'll talk about that this morning. And then if we do this, I believe that we're going to see great favor. Oh, amen. All right? Amen. Everybody say favor. Favor. How many of you want favor in your life? Amen. I think this is going to be a year where favor just explodes upon those who have prepared their hearts and lives for it. I think favor that's going to turn around situations in your life, things that were seemingly impossible will become possible. Uh, I believe that God cares about the hopes and dreams that he's put within you. That's why he's put them within you. And he wants us to operate in a realm and a dimension that will allow those things to come forth in a powerful way for his glory and uh, his honor. Amen. Praise God. So this morning I, I laid out some things that, because this is the first time of gathering, uh, it falls in a unique situation that here we are on the first day uh, of the year. And so I wanted to lay out some things. To, how many of you want to have a blessed year? Amen. Right? Amen. You know what? I haven't read anybody's Facebook page that said, I pray this year is worse than the year before. I haven't read any, I mean, people that don't know God, people that don't confess God. I haven't seen anybody say, we haven't had enough sickness. Come on now, eight weeks of sickness is not enough. Could we possibly carry it into three months of sickness? Nobody does that, right? We all want something better, but if nothing changes, nothing changes. Amen. 
If you want what you've never had, then you might have to do what you've never done. Amen. So in light of that, I wanted to give you the opportunity, those of you who are here today, uh, to know a little secret. Uh, you see all types of things. People are getting ready for a new year. You know, here we go. <clears throat> and there's all kinds of thoughts with resolutions and things that people desire to see take place. And it's much like the harvest. You know what? You know what? I didn't, I didn't get one tomato at home this year. I didn't homegrown because I didn't plant any. Right? Thank God for Mike and Juanita. They planted in abundance. <laughs> but if I want something, how many of you know I can't be waiting on somebody else? It's, I have responsibility in everything that we do. Amen? Are you with me? So there's things that I believe that God gives us today, and this is a little bit of just practical stuff that I want to lay out before you and show you how important today is. Today is very important for the next 364 days. Today is very important. Hallelujah. First of all, I want to look at Romans, the uh, 11th chapter, verse 16. And we're going to look at how God views days. Now, I know that probably some people say that God's not moved by the Gregorian calendar changing from 2022 to 2023 because he's eternal. But he did give us times. He did give us dates, right? He does talk about numbers a lot, which I'll probably lay out uh, this, this next year. Incidentally, you probably remember from times past the number, uh, the number three, uh, Gimel, the, that's how you pronounce it in the Hebrew. It means the number three, but it also represents camels who are burden barrier, bearers and provision. So I believe that there's a, God sets up things the way that they're set up, and I believe that God wants to know that this year he's going to bear the burden, amen, and he's got the camels are coming with provision, amen, hallelujah. So we'll talk about that later, but God is into numbers. He really is. Uh, in fact, he has one book dedicated into it in the Bible, the, the book of Numbers. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, God looks at those things, and he talks a lot about that, and today we're going to look at something here in the scriptures. Romans, the 11th chapter, uh, verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy... The lump is also holy. Everybody, let, let's read that together, all of it. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. How many of you know that there is an origin for everything that comes out? Yes. Right? Yes. So I want us to look at this, that God thought it was important enough for, Roman, for Paul to speak to the Roman church and tell them about this, and it's laying out some principles that I think that we can understand of what is uh, first things first. You know, you talk about uh, first impressions. Uh, you can never get a, a, a second chance on a first impression, right? It's already done. The impression has been made. It can change, but you only have that one opportunity for the first, and that's why it's so very, very important. And he says here, for if the first fruit is holy, then so also is the lump. And understanding this, what he's saying, he's saying if the first 
of the harvest that's gathered, of the wheat or whatever you're gathering there, if that's holy, then when you begin to mix it and knead it together, work it together, then everything in that lump becomes holy. So that tells me if we start off with something that is not holy, there's nothing going to be holy out of it, right? Nothing else will become holy because it started out in that way. And then he uses a tree or a a bush or a, a, a vine or whatever, and he says, if the root is holy, then so, all, so also are the branches. So we have to understand that this day, I think, is important uh, to understand why I, I wanted to tell you about this. The first thing is when he talks about a first fruit or firstborn or first uh, uh, principle, first is preceding all others in time, order, or even importance. Something can't be first if it's not first in time, order, or importance. We can't say it's first. We can't say it's the very most important thing if it's not shown to be the most important thing. However, if we set aside that as being the very first thing, it's the most important, uh, it's the first in my order. How many of you know people say, well, God first, family second? We hear that all the time, and we say that in our mind a lot of times, But yet, when it comes down to daily decisions we base off of that, we don't see it as much. Correct? It's okay. I'm not preaching to you. I'm talking to somebody else today. That's uh, That's Talking to myself is what I'm talking to. First, First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, Paul speaks this blessing. And he says, now may the God of peace, everybody say peace, or shalom, which you know, which means wholeness and happiness and health and prosperity, uh, protection, provision, completeness, wholeness, fullness, all those things that are associated with shalom. May the God of all of that himself sanctify you and completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know that Jesus is coming back? Yes. Amen. Amen. So he pronounces this blessing upon them, but the blessing that he pronounces has to do with spirit, soul, and body. There's an order of importance there that we see. What comes first? We know that God was made, uh, God made man, I'm sorry, as a spirit of whom he gave a body and a flesh to, uh, and a soul, one that he can make decisions and, and do all types of things with his, uh, with his mind. But the spirit is what's most important. The spirit is what is first and foremost. And so that's the area with which the blessing comes. That's the area which, with which it comes forth. If you, oftentimes we say, God, would you just heal my body? But we haven't put him in a proper order. Are you with me? I'm not saying that he won't do it because he does. He heals whoever he wants to heal. But I'm saying for myself, we have to understand that we are a spirit being that lives in a body and has a soul with which we operate. So he says, I pray that you would be sanctified completely. This is the order. So when I make decisions, I make it from something that's inside of me, that's connected to God, rather than what's outside of me and what my desire are, is, or what my flesh feels. Are you with me? Amen. So 
we know that there's an importance there. And, the, and then he says, if the lump is holy. What is, what is the lump? I said it's things that's mixed together. It's holy if the harvest is holy. If the gathering of the first fruit is, then it's holy. And the word holy uh, means hallowed or set apart or uncommon. If it's treated differently. How many of you know that God is holy? Amen. Right? Yes. Do you all know that? Amen. Amen. Respond. Yes. Amen. Amen. So God is holy. That means there's none like him. He's set apart. Uncommon. When we treat the things of God as though they're just common things, we can't expect to get much out of that because we've put him in a position there where he's not set apart. So if we want things to be holy, then they have to be set apart or considered to be uncommon. They have to be the most important in order of time uh, and importance considered that within our life. So in the Bible, we see in the Old Testament, there's what I'll call the, the law of the firstborn. Everybody say the law of the firstborn. I've, I've written some things down there. Yeah. So let me, let me just read it. <clears throat> Read it for you this morning. And it's, it shall be when the Lord brings you up into the land of the Canaanites as he swore to you and your fathers and he gives it to you that you shall be what? Set apart. That you'll be set apart. In other words, when God brings you into that place that he's promised you. How many, how many of you had promises from God? Amen. Right? I know we as a whole church have had that. We've had promises and he says, when he, begin, when he takes you into that place of promise, that you're going to be set apart. In other words, you're going to walk in holiness. Uh, he'll set you apart to the Lord. And all that open the womb, that is every firstborn that comes from an animal, which you have, uh, the males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey, then you re uh, redeem it with a lamb. In other words, he says, you don't offer that, but you use a redemptive thing, something that's different uh, in its place. And if you do not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man according, among your sons whom you shall redeem. So it will be that when your son asks you in later days, when your kids grow up and they say, why was it so important to do what you did? Why, why was it important to go to the house of God? Why is it important to open, start your morning out with prayer? Why is it important that you make decisions based on that, not other things? He says, then you can tell them. It says that uh, you'll stay, say to them, by strength of, of the hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. And it, comes to, it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn as letting us go out that the Lord killed all the firstborn of the land of Egypt. I want you to notice that the firstborn was so important. Remember the story when uh, they had gone through nine plagues when they were in bondage in Egypt and they cried out to God. God said, I'll take you out of here. And it shall be that whoever takes the blood of the lamb and applies it to the doorpost, the firstborn will be spared. But all those who don't have the covering of the blood, the firstborn will be taken. Now watch this. I don't think that God would be discriminative between the Jews or the Egyptians. Right? I want you to think about that. It was all those. He, when the angel passed over, those who didn't have the blood lost the firstborn. How sad. What a, what a cruel mistake 
What a sad situation that they lost their son because of their stubbornness or their rebellion, their lack of obedience or lack of faith and belief in God. And so they lost that. But he says, if you'll do this, then you're spared. And tell your kids this is important. It's not just something that we do to be doing it. It's, it really has some content to it. Amen? Amen? So everything that opened the womb, we also see it was upon the livestock and upon the land as, as well. It says that, uh, uh, what verse am I looking at? Uh, Exodus 34. Is that 34? Yeah. I can't figure out what glasses I need. It's horrible. <laughs> These reading things. Anyway, upon the livestock and the land. And he says here that all that open the womb are mine and every firstborn male among the, your livestock, whether it's ox or sheep, but the firstborn of a donkey, then he says it again, it has, has to be redeemed. But all the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. In other words, offer up uh, a lamb on behalf of your firstborn son, but it's a type of committing, saying this is the firstborn. This is the one that opened the womb, the firstborn male. And Father, we set this aside in honoring you. And he said that uh, uh, none shall appear before me empty-handed. Six days you're going to work, but on the seventh day you're going to rest. In plowing time and in harvest you shall rest. And you shall observe the feast of weeks. So we're talking about how weeks are important. Of the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of the ingathering at the year's end. Three times of the year all your men shall appear before the Lord, the Lord God of Israel. For I will cast out the nations before you. And enlarge your borders. Neither will any man covet your land when you go up and you're not there. Uh, when you appear before the Lord during this time of worship. So what he's saying is, it, it, there's a value to this. When you do this and do it in faith, I'm going to drive the Canaanites out. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, I thought when they, when they crossed over uh, uh, the Red Sea, uh, the, or the Jordan actually, when they went over there, that everything was good. I thought that it was going to be good. I said, no, they were in the promised land, but that's why the Lord says, little by little, I'm going to drive them out. So they occupied that land because they were building houses for the ones that were going to take, live in them, right. Right? right? They were p making uh, furniture for those who you and I would walk in, yeah. amen? They were doing all those things as opposed to leaving it uh, empty and desolate desolate and taken over so God would go for them he says if you'll do this if you put me first then I'll be first in going to the blessings and leading you into the blessings that you have I'm going to drive them out you're going to be victorious how many of you know God says that because it's important and we see the principle by which it comes forth so uh, the first fruit there's another thing I'll share with you the first fruit sanctifies the rest of it I want you to think about this. When you take the first of something, it makes everything else sanctified or set apart or cleansed or acceptable or holy. So that, I believe that not only occurs to all, you know, we oftentimes think about it as in an offering of money. If you put God first, the first fruits there, then he's going to bless the rest that you have uh, left over. How many of you know we see that in the Bible? Every one of the miracles had to do with something like that right? 
The boy who had the lunch had the loaves and the fish. He gave them to him. He blessed it, gave it out, covered thousands of people, collected the baskets, and they had 12 baskets left. He had more to start with than he had to begin with. I mean, more at the end than he had to start with because the blessing was upon it. When we learn and understand how important this is and put it to practice and to use within our life, we're going to see great things. And I think this is important for 2023. I believe that there are going to be some things that are going to be going shaking. Uh, There could be oftentimes in in many areas. But those who have put God first, I believe that uh, uh, God's going to spare. Amen. Amen. His blessing is going to be there. So it's important that we understand the first fruits and that we also do it. So here we are today. It's the first day of the first year, uh, of the first of the year, first month, first week. Uh, And so here we are today. I believe that if we do this, not only today, how many of you know next week we'll have a first two? It's called the first day of the week. That's the day that Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week. That's when the New Testament church gathered on the first day of the week. And they said, Lord, we're coming and we're gathering together on this first day, knowing that the six days that follow this are going to be more productive, more blessed, because we put you first. Amen? So we see that there's all types of things like that the first year, the first month, the first of the year, rather. He sanctifies the rest of it. When you give it to God, you say, God, I give this in worship to you. This means this is an act of faith by which I worship you, and I say that you're first, and I demonstrate that you're first. He'll provide, he'll multiply, and do whatever he has to do to to make things happen in your life. So you might ask, well, why why does God require this? What's the point? Why does God, why is he like that? Why does he think he has to have the best thing, uh, the best thing? Well, in Isaiah, the 44th chapter, verses 6 through 8, he says, I am the Lord your God. I'm the first and I'm the last. There was none before me. There's none beside me. I don't know anybody. He is first. So the only way we can demonstrate that he is first is by offering the first, something that matches or is equal to what he is within our life. In Revelation 1.17, when he appeared to John, he says, he said, I'm the one, I'm the alpha, I'm the omega, I'm the first, I'm the last, I'm the beginning, I'm the end. I'm the one that was dead, but now I live, and I'm alive forevermore. Amen? Because he is first, Jesus was first, therefore, we ought to honor him and put him first. Amen? Let me, uh, I don't know if I have that scripture here, Colossians, Colossians 1, 15 through 18. This is speaking about Jesus. He says that he is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in the heavens and that are on the earth, both visible and the invisible, whether it's thrones dominions, principalities, or powers. He's talking about those who are created beings here or the created beings within the heavens. It doesn't matter. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body. Who is that? 
the church. He's the head of the body. We are the church, amen? Who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. And that preeminence, the word means superiority, so that he has superiority in everything that he has created, be it visible or invisible. It makes no difference. He wants to have, uh, he is deserving and having, of having superiority. If that's what he wants, guess what? If we allow him to have superiority and preeminence within our life, then we're going to accomplish what he wants, and his, his goal is to make it all happen according to his plan. Amen? So I want to give you a few scriptures, and we're going we're gonna to wrap it up today. Are you okay with that? We have communion? Amen. Let me just read these. I think I got them here on my notes. Y'all are quiet. Awfully, awfully quiet there today. Awfully quiet. I like uh, the word for today was in the bulletin. In my one-year Bible that I bought, my brother, uh, I bought a bunch of them uh, in 1990 and gave them out as gifts and so forth. My brother posted yesterday, is his, he's made it through 32 times of reading the complete Bible from cover to cover, moving into his 33rd time. Uh, but it has an Old Testament scripture passage, rather, uh, a New Testament passage. It has a psalm passage and a proverb. Each and every day you have four uh, passages from that. And so the very beginning of the psalm, I think it's important. The first psalm, he said, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. What do you need to do for this year? You're going to be blessed if you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. How many of you know there's a lot of ungodly out there? Right? The counsel of the ungodly. That could be personal, close associate, Somebody you know, it could be somebody that has influence, right? right. Could be an elected person, doesn't matter. But he says, if you don't walk, you're going to be blessed. If you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Do you notice how how, how the progression of positioning goes here? Do you know what it says? It says, first you start walking with the counsel of the ungodly. Start walking with them. Start taking life, moving through life with them. Before long, you find yourself standing and hanging around with sinners. Right? I'm walking with them. Next, I'm standing with them. Next, you find a, he says they find a seat in the midst of them. Been around so long and so comfortable. One of the guys, come on, have a seat here. You're our guest. You're one of us. So he says, you'll be blessed if you don't do that, okay? He says, but now on the flip side, those are the negatives, but he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates both day and night. He's going to be like a tree, like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, a tree that brings forth fruit in its season, a tree whose leaf doesn't wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, I know that 
black-eyed peas are supposed to bring prosperity. How many of you are going to have black-eyed peas or cornbread or anybody? Y'all don't do that? No greens? Surely you and I. That's you and me. We're going to do it. It's an old tale. You know, if you do that, you got prosperity. He says this. He says, if you make the law of the Lord first and foremost, if you dwell upon that, if you think about it all the day, when you do something, when you make considerations or decisions, have you considered what the word of God says about that? Have you considered where the law of the Lord is in that? He says, if you do so, you're going to be like a tree that though it's not raining outside, around you, yes. you're planted by the rivers of water. Yes. Your roots go deep and they go out and they draw from that source. In fact, a tree by nature, if it's by water, it sends its roots in that direction. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He grows toward that. He, he moves and positions. I want my roots to be deeper than what they were. Amen. As I've grown through life, I pray that my roots are deeper and stronger and longer and move into the places of rivers of water that it will bring forth fruit in the season. Not just the example of a tree that's standing there, not a tree without fruit, that's not accomplishing anything, but a tree that brings forth fruit in the season. Remember, Jesus cursed the fig tree. Because it had no fruit. And it, it, it completely withered and dried up. So we understand that there can be a, 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 a possibility. I think, Mike, didn't you tell me? What, what tree was it that didn't produce this year? Was it apricots? or, or was? It? Yeah. Didn't do anything. And that happens from time to time. I don't know why or what. Maybe just for this illustration today. But you know what? If you got a tree, at least you want to get some fruit from it. Amen. You want to get some fruit from it. Right? So he brings forth fruit, his leaf doesn't wither, and whatever, everybody say whatever. whatever. Whatever he does prospers. How many of you want to be like that believer? Yes. Amen. Yes. Starting here on this first day, the first month, the or the first week of the first month of a new year, first service, Father, we're asking for prosperity to be upon everything that your uh, people do in the name of Jesus as they put you first. Yes. Amen. So we send out greeting cards and uh, over these days and talk about Merry Christmas. And usually it has within that also a Happy New Year. All right? So how many of you know I believe that God sent a greeting card to us yeah. via John, yeah. 3 John 2? Right. And this is what it says. I pray you could put little flowers and holly and anything on the cover. You open it up and it says, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. I got a card from God today. I got a card this morning. I checked my box, amen. I looked inside when I opened it up. This is what it said. John was telling us he prays that we would prosper in all things and be in health even as our soul prospers. What a greeting. What a gre How many of you want that greeting? You like that type of greeting? Amen. Say amen. amen. I heard somebody say one time, well, we can't, you know, they're always against people who want to speak forth faith things. You've heard them. That's not pertaining to you. That was a, a guy writing to another guy. It was his friend. And I'm like, well, if God allowed that guy to write it to another guy, why can't he allow me to say it to someone else? Right? 
What's wrong with that? What's wrong? I think it's an example. So I pray that you prosper in all things and that you are in health even as your soul prospers. That's what I'm declaring unto you today. And you could accept it if you want or not. Amen. Jesus says this when he's talking about how we worry about things and what we're going to wear and what we're going to eat and all those things. How are we going to do this and how are we going to make ends meet? And what are we going to do? What if the, meal, the steel mill, what if they close down? What if this happens? What if the economy collapses? Jesus says, your heavenly father knows of every one of these things. The lilies aren't worried about what's taking place. They're not worried about whether the sun's going to shine or whether the uh, water's going to be there. The birds don't worry about that. Your father knows about them and he takes good care of them and he'll take care of you. Consider this and look at what he says. He says, seek first. Everybody say first. The first thing this year, on the first day of the first service of the first month, the first year, we seek first the kingdom of God. He's first. He's preeminent. He is superior in all things, and we want to put him first. If I put him first, that may change how I live my life, but it'll change the results that I get. Amen? If you want something to change, then you might have to do something. I'm, I'm just saying that's what we have to consider. And all these things, all these things that we worry about, we don't have to worry about them. You don't have to make them happen. They will happen for you. I'm not saying you don't have an involvement in it, but God opens the door. You don't have to beat the door, get a crowbar, axe, or anything else to get in it. He will open the doors for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But seek him first. Father, I pray as a church that we seek you first in everything that we say and everything we do. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to your name. Yes, Father. Glory to your name. Amen. Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. I like this. It's actually a proverb where he says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And he goes on and he says, so, and a lot of people like that. Lord, I want you to direct my path. I, I, I want you to do this. And he says, well, honor the Lord with all your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. In other words, what, what, what is your increase? It's above and beyond what you had before. So that means every week we've got a first fruit, Right? I have more today than I did yesterday because there was a first fruit. So put him first in the first fruit. Offer that unto him of all your increase. And this is what happens. He says your barns are going to be filled with plenty. You know what that tells me? Uh, it, in our way of thinking, what will our barns be? Uh, it could be just like the, the meal barrel or the cruise of oil. Amen. That the widow did. The basket that the little boy gave and got 12 baskets back. He says your barns are going to be filled with plenty. Plenty. You'll have a supply beyond what you have. In fact, Malachi says, uh, uh, bring all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me here with, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so great that you don't have room in your barn, to receive it all. You don't have a room in your storehouse. I'm going to give abundantly to you. And then he says, and your vats will overflow with new wine. 
So with our possessions and our first fruits, we see that our barns become filled and our vats can overflow. So I'm telling you this because if you do it, if you start out the year that way, you can expect the year to follow. If the first fruit is holy, then the rest of it will be holy. Right? Right? Whatever you set forth, it's a principle it's, it's, that we set forth and see what happens as we do so. How many of you want, how, how many of you'd like for the end of 23 to have abundant more blessings, right? Amen. Okay. Amen. How many of you want that for your family, yes. right? Yes. How many of you would like that for the kingdom of God? Amen. Amen. Yes. In Corinthians, it says, I, want, I would like for you to do this. I encourage you to do this. If you sow sparingly, you'll, get, you'll reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. And that's in everything. In our time, in our resources, in our, our, our attitudes, whatever you do, that's what we're going to reap from. And he says, um, so that you would have enough for every good work. Every good work. Everything that comes along. I, wouldn't you like to be Harvest Community Church that uh, has enough for everybody? Enough to reach our community, enough to reach our, our area, enough to reach our regions, enough, enough to reach our missions, amen, that go beyond thinking just about ourselves. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. So invest, and you're going to have more than you ever dreamed that you would have. Amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You all have your communion cups. Uh, in fact... Guys, if you could come up and we're going to close out with a song. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? <laughs> we got to the point. It was good. It was good. Got it out there, laid it out. Thank you, Thank you, so I, I want to, I'll just give you a little headline, uh, uh, heads up, a little bit of foresight. 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, verse 20. How many of you remember when we moved into 2020? And I said this 2020, I felt, was a a year to, uh, if this is what God was speaking. And he says, believe in the prophets, uh, believe in the Lord your God, believe in his prophets, then you're going to have good success and prosper, right? You'll be established. And I felt that 2020 was a year that we needed to do that. All types of shaking took place in 2020, yes, right? Yes, and, but we believed. Then it went on. I said, I, don't, I can't move away from this passage of Scripture, this, this, this 20th chapter. And then 21, we saw where it was. He says, position yourself, begin to praise him. Yes. And also in 22, 22. So I'm thinking, Lord, are we really, are you serious now about this? Do I have to stay down this path? Are we going to 23? And I'm just going to give you a little bit of insight. I believe that this is going to be a year. It's going to be a year where things are happening in the heavenlies that are going to start being demonstrated in the natural. Hallelujah. Okay? Nothing happens in the natural until it happens in the spirit realm. So what we have been doing and what we will do and continue to do is start making things happen in the spirit realm. And the Bible says that as they began to sing and praise the Lord for his mercy endured forever, when they begin to do this, the Lord started setting ambushes. Oh, yeah. 
ambushments around them. And the three uh, armies that had gathered together that were coming against them, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and, and, and the Mount Seir, the people from there, when they had all allianced or aligned themselves to come after Judah, he says, I just want you to position, I'm positioned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant myself just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be moved. Yeah. And in faith, they had to do so. And in faith, they didn't know what was taking place, but there was, there was a call to arms from heavenly hosts. There were angels waiting for the assignment and things were happening in the heavenlies that they couldn't see because he who is the firstborn over the things that are visible and invisible was setting up his army in places and before long, they didn't know who they were. The, 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 the armies that were against them didn't know who they were fighting. And I believe this is gonna be a year where there's gonna be a lot of shaking and if you'll stay in the position that God has for you. I believe the church as a whole, if we stay true to what God's word says and put him first and honor him in all of our ways, don't walk with the ungodly, don't sit, don't stand, don't be moved, but stay in the word of the Lord, that we're gonna find that those who have been trying to bring destruction and those who are our enemies are gonna start fighting among themselves. Hallelujah, yes, yes, amen. Amen. I believe we're going to start seeing that. I believe this is a passage. In fact, it's right on through. And I was looking at it. I said, Lord, is that all that's going to happen? Is that we're going to see the ambushments get there? He says, no, I'm given divine acceleration. That the following verses, 24, 25, are all going to start happening. Some will start happening. Some will get it before others. I don't know how that's going to happen. But I believe that we're on the brink of it. We're on the thing where all of a sudden, the things that seem to go against you are going to become, just like we sang, a turnaround. God's going to turn it around. God is doing something. God is saving someone. God is up to something right now. Amen? Say, this is the year. And I claim his promises. I position myself to honor God and his word, his word, and follow his word, follow his word. as first in, my life. first in my life, every day, every day. the first moment of the day, the first day of the week, the first weeks. Father, we put you first yes. in everything. Hallelujah. And we know that you have great things in store for us. Yes. You want us to prosper. You want us to be in good health. And I come against every sickness and disease and virus and things that have tried to strike your people. I come against that which has tried to strike my family. And I command it to be gone in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We declare it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.